0: Learn Persian with Chayan Conversation Special Interview. Salam, Shogirdana Aziz, and thank you for listening to this very special episode of Learn Persian with Chayan Conversation. As you know, we generally publish Persian lessons, but this time we have a very special treat a special interview with me and Fadi Shafinouri. If you've been listening to Chayan Conversation, you'll be very familiar with Fadid's music. He compose our theme music which you hear at the beginning and end of each episode. In addition, I am very lucky to be able to call Fayed a friend. We both attended the University of Texas together here in Austin and have kept in touch throughout the years. He's become a very well-known and successful musician with several years of composing and performing under his belt. This interview was actually recorded two years ago when Fayed was about to publish his new album Cold Front. He put a bit of pause to publishing that album, and you might find some insight into why in this interview. And finally, in late 2016, he published the album along with some amazing new tracks and titled it "Into the Night." So we'll have a song from this album at the end of the interview. So stay tuned for that. But first, here's my full interview with Fatty Chaffey. I always tell people when they ask me about the importance of learning a language is that it's the key to any culture and to truly understand the people you need to understand their language but I think the same thing can be said of art and most especially of music it truly is the way into the hearts and minds of people and I think that Fadi really embodies this concept so I thought we'd bring him into the studio today to talk to him a bit about language culture music Iran and everything in between so, to begin with, tell us a bit about your background and what you're doing now with your music.
1: Well, I'm an Iranian-American. I was born in a small little town, South Texas, called Corpus Christi. I'm a, I'm a musician. I'm a songwriter, singer-songwriter in some aspects some people would like to describe me. And um, my background, I guess, is just a family of absolute Persian-ness. Uh, really infused into me, and uh, my identity has always been uh, somewhat of a struggle trying to understand where I fit in this uh, sort of uh, purgatory of uh, cultures, and uh, essentially uh, music is, is a space where I, the medium where I can find reconciliation between these worlds.
0: And you started off playing the cello and playing western music, so how did you become interested in Persian music, and what was that trans transition like?
1: It was four in the morning when I was driving back from uh, Houston with my father and mother. Uh, we had gone to visit a cousin of my father's. And- I've
0: never heard this story.
1: I know it's. Uh, I guess uh, things. Is <laughs> come- a Chayan
0: conversation it's exclusive?
1: A, it's a total exclusive <laughs> for Chayan conversation, okay. and it was four in the morning when uh, my father was singing. And up till that point, I had never actually sung. How old were you? I was uh, eight years old. Hmm. I was eight. And uh, when we were driving back from Houston to, to Corpus at that time, my father, for some reason was like, Fatty had come, come up here and we were in a van. So I had to crawl up to the front. And I was like, yes. And he said, <laughs> uh, I will sing a line and you sing the line after me. So he's sang. A, a song that he, he's famous for singing, my father, and uh, when he sang it, I, I sang it back to him, and it was like, he lit up with energy, he was like, whoa, you have a beautiful voice, and just being like, cute about the whole thing, and um, I I liked the sound of my own voice, and I think at that moment, I began singing more and more to myself, Every anything I would hear, and um, So, Persian music kind of began with the love of singing, and then later the Santur came into my life, which is a hammered dulcimer, a 72-string zither, and that came to my life uh, shortly after, because I asked my father, to, when he went to Iran, to bring one back for me. so.
0: So, did you grow up speaking Persian language, or did you have to learn it at that point? I grew
1: up speaking the Persian language. I, uh... I think even the schools that I that I would attend, uh, they were unsure as to whether or not I was actually born in the States or not, and I think a lot of that was because I, I spoke so much Persian that it had affected my uh, my intonation in English, and, and for the most part, people thought I had just come from Iran, but I was like, no, I was born here, and I lived here my whole life.
0: Well, that's a question that we get asked often, is how do you keep children interested in the language how, why were you able to retain that language
1: i honestly feel like if music was not sort of served mm. to me on a on a silver platter by my father uh, maybe my interests could have gone infinitely different directions and i think mm. the fact that um but i mean i i was very musical so it didn't matter what music i would hear if it was even from any part of the world i it would really i would just kind of fall into the melodies. But I think I think the music was definitely a key for me personally.
0: To keep interested in the language?
1: Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, once you start learning lyrics, you're like you're 10, 11, 12, you hear these pop songs or these classical yeah. songs, and you start singing the words, but you don't know what they really mean. Mm-hmm. And then you start wanting to figure out what they mean. So then you just sort of like get deeper and deeper into it. And then I reached a place mm-hmm. where actual Classical poetry was more easily uh, understandable for me than, like, everyday lingo. Uh So music was my...
0: Okay. Well, in that vein, what advice would you have for people of our generation who grew up uh, not in Iran and who are interested in poetry but their language skills aren't Mm -hmm. very strong? How would you recommend they... Well, Well,
1: I think with anything, Layla, like, one of the beauties of this podcast is that you make it fun. And you make it interactive. And you sort of bring in the listener in such a way that they actually uh, implement the language, you know, rather than just uh, repeat. And and I feel like when you give children the keys to culture, and the keys are art. It is music. It is illustration. It is, it is literature. It's like they must be mystified by the magic of the culture. And in mm-hmm. order to mystify, you must... L- Show them the love of the music or love of the paintings, mm. love of the calligraphy, love of whatnot. And there's so much that Persian culture offers. and mm. even cuisine. and I feel it wasn't until I fell in love with Persian culture that it wasn't until that moment that I realized how much this language means to me, and then it became so important to like learn it and to mm. speak it, you know, correctly.
0: so how is music tied to a culture? For instance, I'm thinking, uh, there are different scales in different um, cultures. There are different types of uh, melodies. Well, mm-hmm.
1: how how is music tied to culture? How is music tied to language? I guess might be a more poignant question. Okay, because that's how I'm going to answer it. I feel <laughs> that uh, part of my you know learning and the the schooling that I had in both Tehran and outside of Tehran was that poetry or words or lyrics or just or the written language mm-hmm. was the exact emulation of what the rhythm was and what the melody was even going to be. I mm-hmm. I, I, uh, I did this project with uh, Dr. Hillman at UT where uh, I took different poems of Hafez mm-hmm. and I studied them rhythmically and how the, the language actually has a bounce to it. And I noticed how each time certain uh, alliterations or certain uh, uh, metaphors were used by Hafez, and they were repetitive, like the relationship between the flower and the and the, bulbo, the nightingale, mm-hmm. and how there's a love affair between the flower and the garden and the little bird. And they, and there's a dialogue always occurring, and this is a recurring theme in a mm-hmm. lot of his ghazals. That would actually bring out a certain aspect of music, and I was able to connect the two. So oh. I feel... Music and language are, especially in Persian, mu- Persian language, I feel it's yeah. quite synonymous. It's like without the written word, a lot of the music is lost because music was there to accompany the mm-hmm. vocalist, was there to accompany the poet. It was mm-hmm. really the message trying to be transferred in Persian music is, is, what, is what is Sadi or Hafez or Rumi trying to say? Mm-hmm. And everything was there to like cushion it with, with beauty.
0: Um, so then when people listen to your music, what would you like for them to take away from it? Because you have a lot of influences of American music, Iranian music, so what should they be listening for?
1: Um, I feel like it's a story, you know, it's a story of who I am as a, as a person, as a human being, and whether or not that, that will actually uh, relate to the listener that, you know, I think... People should see how it relates to them. <laughs> what well, I, I think it's the music I want people to take away. Like if if someone listens to my music, I want the actual music to transcend the all the barriers and the different cultures that exist. And I, you know, for the longest time, I felt, uh, not just myself, but a lot of fusion sort of based artists. They they walk a very tricky path with uh, trying to apply their different influences to their, their composition or their composing process mm-hmm. and I feel like it, it could come across as discordant, it could, it, it could come across as like almost like a collage where you just cut and paste and kind of like roughly put together like, oh here's a little bit of jazz, here's a little bit of Persian classical, here's a little mariachi from South Texas and I'll just, you know mm-hmm. I mean that that has its own like appeal and there is a very a pop sensibility to that kind of co- composing but I feel for me, the music like a really good stew, a really good Persian stew must simmer a very long time on the stove before you're ready to serve it to the audience and and I and I, and I see a lot of like old Persian composers really uh, they savored the time between composing pieces and sometimes mm-hmm. albums would come out so sparingly, but then when they would come out they would, they would have a lasting say and effect. And I feel like with me being a Texan, being an American, but being really Persian, being very Iranian, mm-hmm. I think the story is is a story of allowing this to simmer, letting this really melt and, and become become the melting pot, the good jambalaya, before I give a cup away.
0: And I guess to end with, you know, a lot of people ask about uh, your music and um, obviously, we'll link to how they'll be able to listen to more of your music. And um, also, who else do you recommend? What other musicians, Iranian musicians, would you recommend someone that has an interest in learning more about Iranian music should sure. listen to? Or who influenced you? Sure. I music? mean,
1: I I was influenced by, by all the great masters. I mean, I to recommend music, uh, I could probably give you a list right now that would that would be fairly uh, lengthy for your audience. I would say, you know, listening to the folk music, I love Sima Bina. I think that's a great uh, reference mm-hmm. right now. There's something very playful and lyrical about her music. Mm-hmm. And it shows how music, even on a folk folklore level, level it's a uh, how the playfulness of Persian music really transcends in her work. Mm -hmm. Uh, And she's a great female vocalist, something that we're uh, amazingly lacking today in Iran. We've Mm -hmm. had a history of powerful female singers in Iran, but right now because of whatever barriers that are set place by the political situation, women are not allowed to sing. So Sima Bina is a great example of that strength in the female voice of Iranian vocalists and her um, her work could also be, uh, you know, paralleled with um, Shahjariyoun, of course, Muhammad Reza Shahjariyoun, mm-hmm. uh, Shahram and Azari. really, I would say there's this one album I would, I would really recommend, which, which hooked me. This is the Hundred Petaled Flower, Golset Bag, mm-hmm. and that, that was uh, done by Jalal Zolfounun. Uh, God rest, uh, rest him in peace. He passed away. And Shatrom and Ozidi, so that's a great, great mm-hmm. album, the Hundred Petaled Flower.
0: Okay, well, great.
1: Did that? Do Do we answer all the questions yet? Yeah,
0: yeah. I think that's pretty good. Yeah, I,
1: I think I you think shouldn't you... edit anything. You should just put the whole thing raw. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> but you had a lot of good, um, a lot of good stuff that I haven't heard before. Mm. So to end with, I guess our final question is: What are you working on now? Uh, we heard a lot about your history. What's What's going on next with your with you.
1: Actually, uh, I am crossing languages back to English. <laughs> mm-hmm. This whole time I've been so comfortable singing in Persian, but singing in English has always been somewhat of a um, personal psychological barrier for me. Mm-hmm. Because once you get situated and accustomed to singing in one language, it, it doesn't uh, allow you to really go back and forth. Maybe that's for me, but I think the stigma has always stuck with me. But now my new album, Cold Front, which I'm working on right now, uh, Cold Front is is a handful of songs that I've I've actually written the lyrics in in English. Mm -hmm. Some are accompanied by lines of Rumi, just sparingly and whatnot. But it's going to be a solo album. There's going to be an electronic and possibly psychedelic element to it. And fixing to hit the road, go to Marfa, Texas, and spend a couple of months out there and hopefully have it recorded before the summer is out.
0: Well, great. Perfect. And we're looking forward to hearing that. And Thayad, thank you so much for talking with us. This is our first try-in conversation interview, and we're very lucky to have uh, such a, a great person in town that we can um, talk to. And
1: Likewise. And thank you.
0: We feel very happy to talk to you. Thank, Thank you. you. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening to the interview. Hope you enjoyed it. To find out more about Fadid and find out more about his current and upcoming projects, visit his webpage at com, spelled F-A-R-E-D-S-H-A-F-I-N-U-R-Y. We'll have a link to this and his YouTube videos on our blog. And we're going to end with a song from Fayyad's upcoming album called Rumi Springsteen Dancing in the Dark. Enjoy and tough dafe bad.
2: Myself. Hey there baby, I can use just a little help You can't start a fire, you can't start a fire without a spark This comes for higher, even if we're just dancing in There's something happening somewhere Baby, I just know that there You can't start a fire You can't start a fire without a spark This runs for fire Even if we're just dancing in the dark Stay on the streets of this town And they'll be calling you up alright They say you gotta stay hungry Hey baby, I'm just about starving tonight I'm dying for action I'm sick of sitting around you trying to write this book I need a low reaction Come on now baby, give me just one look Get started flying Talking about this gun's behind Even if we're just dancing in the dark Can't start a fire. Worrying about your... i تشمه ی آن دو چشم مخمور تو هم آلم همزین سبب خونم تشم